Today was the tenth yard side of my father, Zechariah Levracha, Achaver Reb Tzvi ben Achaver of Meisha Levi, and um, it was a difficult day. It's a day that you know you think back fondly of the memories and. Uh, you try to make a cheshben on nefesh, whether or not you're following in the derech that you know your father wanted you to be in. <coughs> Went out to the base Asylum in New Jersey and spent some quality time there by the matzeva. And my father was a, a tremendous maker uh, abanan. He loved learning himself. He loved talmid chachamim. He was a tremendous Baal Chesed, a very big Baal Tzedakah. And one other interesting facet of his life was that he was a, uh, an avid collector of Judaica. He loved Kisveyad and he loved Chafetzim of Gedele Yisrael, objects, artifacts, documents, shtaris, whatever was interesting to him in terms of the types of Gedelem that he followed and his our own yichas. And he took me to auctions as a little child and uh, these Judaic auctions where you saw, you know, svarim and chafetzim uh, going for astronomical sums of money and there was an electricity in the room and it really, uh, you know, it, it, it gave, it was passed down to me a little bit, Yerusha. You know, not the money to spend on it, but at least the excitement for... Uh, you know, for the acquisition and for the appreciation of of Svarim and Kisveyad. I was the only kid in my elementary school that when there was a show and tell, normally kids for show and tell, maybe they brought in some baseball cards, they brought in some, uh, I don't know, some tchotchkes. I would bring in a 300-year-old Ksavyad from the Shagas Arye or something, and, uh, you know, the Rabbeim would be like, are you sure your father gave you permission to bring that in? And uh, it, was, uh, it was always an experience to... Uh, my father always trusted me with these things, and uh, show and tell was always a big deal. And I was able to see that when you show something to somebody, it makes a much bigger reishim on you than when you just talk about it. That was one of the impetuses of uh, my book, Great Jewish uh, Treasures, which really focuses on the artifacts of G'dayli Yisrael, bringing it to life, you're able to actually see something that the Gadol held, the Gadol wrote, the Gadol used, in terms of Tashmishe Mitzvah, Tashmishe Kedusha, and it, it sort of brings it so home. People love seeing things in reality, in 3D. And so tonight I decided to do something a little bit different. I've never done this before but to actually bring to a tish something from show and tell. Only Yitzi knows what it is. So it's in my pocket, actually. I'm going to pull it out. Take it out of the plastic Ziploc. This is not a priceless chayfetz, but it's priceless in a different way. This is actually a, a Colgate toothpaste tube that, uh, I don't know, I think Yitzi bought it, and he was a tremendous ha'ara 
in the Colgate toothpaste. This is a snot stomach Colgate toothpaste. It's something called Optic White. It's a Pro Series, in case you want to order it. It's part of the Pro Series, of course. And then it says something right under that. It says, it removes 15 years of stains. Can you imagine that? 15 years of stains. Yitzizar was that he's only 12. How's it going to do 15 years on him? But imagine if this was true. Imagine if this was Tyrus Emmis, that you'd be able to actually brush your teeth and a toothpaste would magically be able to remove 15 years of stains. That means 15 years of coffee, 15 years of smoking, 15 years of sugar, of candy, of Coca-Cola, of Pepsi-Cola, of Fanta, of everything we're eating, the soy sauces and the sushis and everything that we have, 15 years worth of gook on our mouth, on our teeth, and you brush your teeth, kaviyachal, and it all goes away. Now your teeth, mamish, look like one of these models that have these perfectly white, gleaming teeth. Kilo, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything for the past 15 years. It removes 15 years worth of stains. Now, obviously, this is Shekhar Vachazov, because I've been using it, and it really has not done much. But, but I will tell you, that in a ruchniistic sense, there's nothing more true than what this, what this container says, but not for your teeth. The Heilagar Rabbeinu Yaina and Shari Tshuva, Shari Aleph, Tess, he says as follows, he says words that are immortal. V'amnam l'chol tshuva Timsa slicha. Any tshuva that a person does, you will get forgiveness. It could be the shvachester tshuva. It could be a hero tshuva. Just stop. I think about maybe doing tshuva, or I want to do tshuva, or I want to want to do tshuva. Any tshuva, says Rabbeinu Yaina. This is black and white. You could take this to Shemayim with you. This is a free pass. Any tshuva, you will have slicha. Ach. But the nefesh will not be completely whitened. It will not be completely removed of stains. So that the averis are as if they never existed. Zulas, unless, Kasher yitar ha'adam es when a person purifies his heart, like a cloth, like a, like a shirt that needs to be laundered. If you have a, a shirt and you spill some soy sauce on your shirt tonight, okay? So what do you do? You go to the sink. You go to the sink, you take some water, you try to get it out. Does it get it all out? No. Does it get some of it out? Yeah. Maybe it gets 50% of it out, but there's still 50% of a stain on you. So maybe if you want to be a little better about it, you'll go and get some seltzer and you'll put that on your shirt. Will that get it all out? No. It'll get 80% of it out. 
So it will help a little bit. Ach, but the more that you do, the more that you really work hard on trying to get the stain out, the more it will be purified. You take it to a dry cleaner, you know that's the way to do it. The dry cleaner is going to know exactly how to get that stain out. They're the stain experts. They know how to get stains out. A person, when you're busy these days doing tshuva, even the slightest tshuva works. You clap a little ashamnu, bagadnu, gazalnu, you clap some alchets, you think about in bed tonight, maybe I should do a little tshuva, maybe it's time already, we're getting closer to Shabbat Shuvah, Yom Kippur, maybe it's time to do a little tshuva. That itself is mayo, that helps. But Rabbi says, don't think that that's going to remove the entire stain. You're going to go up to Shemaim, there still will be the telltale signs of the Averis that we did, the grime on our teeth, will still be there. You can't really remove all the stains unless you have the Ruchniyastika toothpaste that you really need. And the only Ruchniyastika toothpaste that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us is real tshuva, is being able to really scrub out our hearts, to purify ourselves, to resolve once and for all, that I really want to come close to you, Rabbi Nishlelem. That's what I want. Ach Hashem. I want to be close to you. I want to live in your house. I want to be, this is going to be a year of steiging. This is going to be a year of haravanya. This is going to be a year of Yerushamayim, of davening, of, of dibuk, pilpul, chibur, with the Rabbi Nishlam, with my friends, with my Chavrusas. This is it. This is the year, right now. And when we're able to scrub, then we'll be able to find that Shuba, to find something that actually removes 15 years worth of stains. A lifetime of stains with one act of Shuba, with one good brushing of our heart, of our soul. It's funny, you know, when, I, when my kids were little, I used to brush their teeth for them. Because I didn't trust them that they would do it on their own. Yitzi, I trust. But the rest of my kids, I never trusted. So I would take them into the bathroom and I would, I would actually, like a dentist, I, I, you know, I would hold their, their mouth from above and I would, like, you know, just brush. And one of my daughters, who shall remain nameless, they all need therapy anyway for me being, mentioning them constantly in schmoozing, um, but one of my daughters said, uh, she, I was brushing her teeth, and all of a sudden, like something red popped out of her mouth. I thought I was brushing too hard, and her tongue fell out. It turns out that it was a candy. She was sucking on a candy while I was brushing her teeth. And thus haste, I'm trying to be Taibel her mouth. And there's a Sheretz Biyadai. She's mamish sucking on a candy while I'm trying to brush her teeth. Now that type of tshuva doesn't work. That's Haimer, Echte Ashov, Ashov Echte, doesn't work. If you're thinking tshuva, but you're really also at the same time thinking, yeah, but I'm, you know, after Yom Kippur, I'm doing a head fake on God, and I'm going to, that's not, that's not what we're talking about here tonight. We're talking about an earnest tshuva, a tshuva that you really want to scrub out your heart. 
you know, you see on around Yeshiva, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, you'll see it. There are some guys that they daven Shman Esrei, and it's like a, a five-minute Shman Esrei, ten-minute Shman Esrei, and they're done. And then you see people, and I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it, but there are some people that you see their mamish wringing out their heart. They daven 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. You know, Reb Chatzko Levenstein, they say he used to daven on Yom Kippur. How many Shman Esrei's do we daven on Yom Kippur? We daven, What? Five, right? He would daven from, from his Mayrev Shman Esrei, would lead all the way to Shachris. His Shachris Shman Esrei would lead to Musaf. His Musaf Shman Esrei would lead till Mincha. His Mincha till Ni'ila. Ni'ila, he went way past Mayrev. It was like one long Chefts of Shman Esrei. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about Mamish wringing out your, your heart with every al-chait, like mamish thinking about what I did wrong. A charata ala avar, but a real charata, like the Ramam says, that the Ebishter himself could be made on you, that you mean it. You really have charata. It's not a head fake charata. It's a charata gemura. And then your makabal ala asid, I will not do this. I do not want to do this again. I'm fed, I'm fed up with this. I can't speak Lashnar anymore. I can't have Shmir's and I issues anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I'm kabbal on myself that I won't. I really sincerely don't want it. That doesn't mean, by the way, that if you do it, then Lemafre everything is for naught. Whatever you're doing on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shabashuva, it's real. If you, if you mean it, Ernst, if you mean it real, if you mean it legit, it's real, and the Rabbi Nishon can be made on you that right now, Basher Husham, you mean it. And then you're Misvada, and you say, Al and you mean it. With that, and you're crying, and you have all the 20 Yisaitis of Tshuva of Rabbi Yaina, the Ikriya Tshuva that Rabbi Yaina goes through, and you have the Yaga, and you have the Charata, and you have the Bechiyais, and all of the things that, the many layers of tshuva, but you feel deep down inside in your heart that you're scrubbing yourself. You're scrubbing your heart, you're scrubbing your soul, you're ridding it of that stain. You walk out of Yom Kippur, mamish, without any stains. Your teeth, your spiritual, your ruchniyastika teeth are shining as bright as the day that they were grown. That's the Ruchnius Tikka Colgate. That's Tshuva. Tshuva enables us to remove 15 years worth of stain. The worst stains in the world, the most impossible to remove stains, comes along the Kayach of Tshuva and says, I could take care of that. We got this. That's the tremendous matana that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. Could you imagine a bigger matana? Is there a greater present than that? That's how Rabbi Yonah starts his, his whole Sefer. That from the greatest taivis that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to his Bruim is to give us a way out, to give us an escape hatch, to get out of this, this terrible matzav that we're in, the Averis, that we're, this quicksand that we're drowning in. HaKadosh Baruch Hu extends Kaviyachal his hand and says, just grab onto me, you'll get out of this. You can get out of it. And the manis is tshuva, the only escape is tshuva. And it's so easy to do. We just have to do it. And Shuva can remove any stain.
There's a Misa that I told a few years ago. I hope nobody rem- remembers it. It's a very difficult Misa for me to mention even because it's so scarring. But I'll mention it again. I think it was about right before COVID, I mentioned it. At such a, it was, must have been at an Asaras Meitshuvatish. It could only be there. The Misa is as follows. When we did construction on our house, going back around, I don't know, six, seven years ago, we, we did a lot of construction and we put in, you know, we added a couple of rooms to the house and we redid a lot of stuff in the house. We, were, we had to move out. The house was completely gutted and not completely, but the area that we were renovating. And anyway, then we moved back in and there was still, you know, there, it's never complete. We still don't, we still don't have a lot of stuff in the house. Six years later, we still didn't finish everything. But there was a, a room in the front of the house with a beautiful new floor, brand new wooden floor. It was just installed. And my wife asked me to, uh, we had a Sheva Brachis that we were going to that evening. And my wife, she does it, she used to do this a lot. Like we would buy benchers, or actually it was my bencher. And, uh, and then we would take a picture of the Chassan and Kala. And, and, you know, make multiple copies, 40 copies of this, this picture. And then I would glue it on each bencher and we would give that, we would bring that to the shower because it's a nice momentum of, memento of the, uh, of the occasion and it's night people take it home and they have a very beautiful, uh, keepsake of the, of the event. So my wife gave it to me that day and she says, do me a favor, just crazy glue these, uh, 30 pictures onto the 30 benchers and, uh, and then we'll go tonight to the shower rock. I said, okay. So I came home after, after Mincha and Yeshiva and I started, you know, I took the crazy glue and I had the, uh, you know, the benchers and the photographs and I started putting the photographs on the, on the thing and I, I don't know if I got a little distracted or whatever and I came back a few minutes later and I saw that the crazy glue had spilled on the brand new floor. We mamish have not. We didn't live there for more than maybe a week or two, and and it was all over the floor of the of the den. Let's call it right in the middle. I couldn't even like there wasn't you know it was just in a place that you couldn't avoid. It wasn't like I could move a couch. My wife was coming home in a few hours, and like and I didn't know what to say. Like your husband is a complete blank. Like what 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 am I supposed to say to her? You know, we took a brand new house, a crazy amount of money was spent, and a brand new floor, and there is crazy glue in the middle of the floor, like mamish, and it was getting worse. I was like, started like scraping, and I was scraping into the wood. And I know it doesn't sound tragic maybe to you, but when you build a house and this happens to you, then tell me it's not tragic. I didn't know what to do. So what do you do? What would you do? So I think I did what everybody else would do. I googled... How do you get crazy glue off your brand new wooden floor, right? Isn't that what you do? So it says you have to go and get something called acetone. Acetone is uh, like a nail polish remover and uh, other things like that. It removes like it removes nail polish, remove, but I said like, how is it going to remove the stain from my floor and I have to get it and I have to, and, and every minute it's burning into the floor, like it's burning in. It's, it's crazy glue is a real chemical. So I didn't know what to do. I thought this was it. It was over. 
going to have to get a whole new floor and whatever. It's going to cost a crazy amount of money, thousands and thousands of dollars. So I, I flew to the, uh, to the local hardware store. I flew. I mamish literally flew. Like I was blowing through every stop sign, every red light. I just had to get there. And quick. I was like Hatsala for like a stupid person. Like that's what I was. So I flew to the, to the store and I had to be saimich on the fact that this little hardware store might have a, a bottle of acids. And not a little, I, I needed like a lot of it. And sure enough, like the nace of Hanukkah, there was one pach shemen of acetone left in the back of the store. They brought it out. I bought it, whatever it cost. It was like one of these huge metal containers of acetone. It said acetone on it with like probably the cross, you know, the, bo- the, bo- the skull, and, <laughs> skull and bones. And I came home. Now, this is taking a very big risk because that itself is a chemical. You know, it's very cute that it takes off little people's nail polish, but I don't know, you know, if it's going to take off a stain on my floor that's burning in, and it might even ruin the floor itself. But I said, listen, I got nothing to lose. My wife is coming home in a few minutes. I just got to go for broke now. So I took this acetone, I put it on a shmata, and I started wiping it on the wooden floor. And... I don't know a bigger nace that I've experienced. This is my Kriyas Yamsuf. The entire stain of this blotch, this huge, ugly blotch of, of, of crazy glue came right off. It came right off. There wasn't even any scratch. Even though I was scratching in to try to get it off, it was perfect. You mamish could not tell a thing. It was like even nicer than it was before. Now it was like shiny even. And like, I was like, I, I, I couldn't believe it because I was so angry and so upset with myself. I couldn't get over the tipshus. What was I doing? How could I be? Why didn't I put a newspaper? I was going crazy. And all of a sudden, may I fail our godo, all of a sudden, this whole thing with this acetone, it took it right off. And suddenly the floor was mamish back to brand new. And I know why the Rabbi Shalom performed this nace for me. It's because right now I could explain to you that this is exactly the Kayach of Tshuva. This is the Kayach of Tshuva. Tshuva is the ability to remove stains of 15 years, the most violent stains. The Mesul Sharm says the craziest Averis. The Haresha Rotzach, he says. Haresha Naaf. You did all the Gimel Chamures, you do Tshuva, boom, it's gone. I mean, it's gone, but I did it. The Misa was done. I killed somebody. I was knife with an Ashes Ish. I, I, was, I stole. I did terrible Averis. You do Tshuva. Akiras Hachet, Akiras HaMaisa. The whole Misa is uprooted. The whole Misa is uprooted. The Akiras HaRotzen is Akiras HaMaisa. It gets removed. The stain is removed. As hard as it is for us to fathom this, this is an unfathomable thing, that I could do the most terrible crimes, the most terrible averas, with my eyes, with my ears, with my hands, with my feet. The whole tefillah zaka, everything that you do wrong with your ramach evarim shasagidim, comes along this opportunity of tshuva that we have right now, right this minute. And we're able to literally remove from the record stains beyond human comprehension. 
That's the Kayach of Tshuva. This is Tshuva in a bottle. But what does this mean for us, Rabbi Say? What is the tshuva? What's the equivalent of dry cleaning? I told you a little bit. If you're one of those guys that's mamish draining your heart, the whole Yom Kippur, and you're davening your Shemana Esra, and you have your, your Alchet cards, and you have you know, all the Alephs, 100 Alephs by Hashamnu, 100 Bezes by Bagadnu, etc., and you're mamish going, and you're not rushing anywhere, there's nowhere to go on Yom Kippur, there's nothing to eat, there's nowhere to run to, all you have is you and the Rabbeinu Shalom spending quality time together, going, confessing, getting together with Him, being close as close could be, that's of course the tshuva shlema that the Rabbi Nishalam hopes for us. But I'll tell you something, that it lies within every single person in this room, minus myself, maybe minus the manal. Let me explain to you what I mean. That Rabbi Yaina that I told you before, when he speaks about scrubbing your soul, and by the way, we have this concept of scrubbing the soul in Zmiras on Shabbos, Zmiras on Shabbos, we say, Al-Kena Chabes by Libi Kabiris. On Shabbos also is an opportunity, this Shabbos you have an opportunity to scrub your heart as if with soap. The Chavetz Chaim used to say, speaking about floors, Chavetz Chaim was very against having a wooden floor in his house. He did not want a wooden floor. He liked the dirt floor like they had it in the olden days. But his wife wanted a wooden floor, and he was very against it. And once he went out of town on some, you know, shlichas for whatever he was doing, you know, selling his mishnaburas or, or giving drushas somewhere, he comes back and his wife, against his will, bought brand new floorboards. She put wooden floors in the house and he was very upset about it. He was very not happy about that. And then once he came home, Arab Shabbos, and he saw that his, his wife and his daughters were scrubbing the floor... And he says, wouldn't it be better instead of spending all this quality time, all this important time scrubbing the floor, to scrub your heart instead? Use all that time to scrub your heart. Rabbi Yainis says, when he speaks about the scrubbing of the soul, you know what the real kibos is, the real laundering, the real process of dry cleaning the stain so that it never comes again, that it's really out for good. He says as follows. Ashrei ish, yarei es Hashem. The Pasuk says, fortunate is the man who fears Hashem. And Chazal Darshan, what does it mean? Ashrei ish, ba'oida ish. While he's still a man. What does that mean? Ratzolaymar, ki tshuva sa'adam ha'mu'ula bimei b'achrusav. You know when the key time for a person to do tshuva, don't wait until you're old and gray. Then it's too late. The time to do tshuva, tshuva gemura, tshuva amiti, tshuva shlema. You know how to do tshuva? Tshuva is when you're a bacher. When you're in your time of life, the prime of life, the most geshmaka time of life, that you have everything going for you. Ba'ed kaychaya love. You have all the vigor, you have all the strength, you have all the opportunity, you have everything that you need to be a man, as it were. And now you have this opportunity to do everything you want, but you're able 
to vanquish the Yetzer. You're able to push down, suppress the Yetzer and say, no, I know that I've been nichshol many, many times in different things. But now is Aser Simei now is the Yimei Adin, now is the Yimei Aratzin, the Yimei Arachamim, now is the time that I want to scrub my heart, scrub my soul, and rid myself of those impurities. This is an opportunity that you have, that very few people in the world have. You have to be at your age, with your abilities, with your physical prowess with all of your strength that you have right now, if you could muster that Yerushalayim, that Kibbutz HaLev, says Rabbi Yaina, you got it made. Every tshuva has slicha. Every tshuva at my age, at people, at my parents' age, my grandparents, whatever it is, everybody has slicha. Tshuva is an equal opportunity employer, but if you want to really dry clean your neshama, if you want to go up to Shammai without any residue of anything that you ever did in your life, and who in the world doesn't, now's the time. Now's the time. Don't think I'm going to kick this can down the road, I'll wait for next Rosh Hashanah Kippur, or when I'm married, or when I have kids, or when I have grandkids, that's when I'll do tshuva. Chaparai now. ish when you're a man, when you have everything going for you and yet you're able to stop yourself, be miskaber over the Yitzhara, commit yourself to the Rabbi Nishayim, commit your Ramachivar, Mishasagidim, to Avedis Hashem. Give over your strength, your mind, to Taira, to Mitzvah, to Avedis HaKadosh. At your age, there will never be another opportunity that you have. You can never go back in time. You could scrub all you want, but it's never going to be the same. But when you're at your point in life, Ashrechem, you have the ability to do something that will never ever be able to be duplicated. And that's mamish to remove stains of 15 years, of 20 years. Whatever you did, it's gone. All you need is a real good conversation with a Ravanisham, a real good Maisa of Tshuva, a Charat Allah Avar, a Kabbalah Allah Asad Avidoy. The Chavetz Chaim says Shuvah is easy. Shuvah is easy. The Torah says it's easy. It's accessible. It's easy. You could do it. You have this. Just be genuine about it. Just think, I want to get close to Rabbi Nisham. I'm sorry that I did all this to you. I'm sorry that I was mutinous. I'm sorry that I rebelled to the extent that I have. But please take my Shuvah. Remove those stains. I don't want them anymore. Please. And if you could think about that, it doesn't have to be in a formal way. It could be as you're lying in bed. It could be when you're taking a walk. It could be on, in a car ride. But you think this and you mean it. You are the luckiest person in the world. Ashrei Ish Yarei Hashem.